Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode six of the Nigeria Football Weekly podcast with me, your host, Oluoke, also known as Guna Twin on Twitter or Vice Patron on Instagram. Bear with me on that one. On this episode of the podcast, I'll be touching on how the Super Eagles have performed in the top European leagues as usual. I then touch on how the European ties have gone across both the Champions League and the Europa League, which have just wrapped up this evening. I then highlight any relevant national team news before rounding off with the runs to watch over the coming weekend. So starting with the Premier League as usual, with Leicester City, Wilfred Ndidi and Kelechi Nacho, who are the top performing Super Eagles players in terms of their league position. Leicester City are currently third on goal difference to Manchester United. So I recorded the last podcast just after Wilfred Ndidi's masterclass in the 3-1 win over Liverpool at home at the King Power. And their last game since then was earlier tonight uh, in a 0-0 draw against Slavia Prague away. Uh, interestingly enough, Slavia Prague have another Nigerian player, left winger Pitar Lainka. Well, Fred indeed he did start this game as you'd expect. Kelechi did come on in the 63rd minute. He was a sub in this game, as you would expect as well. Um, but all in all, I mean, there still hangs in balance. When you think of them not getting an away goal will probably sting them a little bit. Um, but you they'll be confident going to the King Power to be able to see that at home. Although, if Slavia Prague get an away goal, it becomes one hell of a tricky tie. So this one's hanging nicely in the balance. However, in terms of Premier League action, next up for Wilfred Ndidi and Kilichi and Nacho is on Sunday afternoon against Aston Villa. Um, they're actually away at Villa Park, um, 3 p.m. Nige time. So that should be an interesting one. Um, Aston Villa have been performing. They started the season really well, and they've had a bit of a hiccup over the past few weeks. And their last game out, 0-0 against Brighton, Martinez had to make nine saves. So hopefully you'd expect Leicester to carve them open on counter-attack um, quite a fair few times and hopefully win that game. Um, and Kelechi should hopefully come off the bench. Or you never know, he might even play. He might even start, but more than likely he'll come off the bench. So yeah, those are the Leicester boys. And then moving swiftly on to Everton and Alex Iwobi. They remain in seventh place in the Premier League after back-to-back home losses. Um, they, lost, they lost on Sunday night 2-0 to Fulham at Goodison Park. Um, against the host of Nigerians in Fulham. Um, I'll speak on them very, very shortly because that was great from a Nigerian perspective. And then on Wednesday night, uh, Everton lost 3-1 to Manchester City. In terms of Iwobi's involvement, he did not play any minutes against Fulham, but then he started the game against Manchester City and played 68 minutes. Next up for Everton is the Merseyside Derby, actually, on Saturday. Um, however, it's likely that Iwobi will be on the bench, but you never know. He may start. I think that one just depends on Dominic Cavalier's fitness. So watch this space on that one. And then speaking on Fulham and the Nigerian contingent, Fulham were last in action uh, since the last podcast. They were in action on Sunday night against Alex Iwobi's Everton. And honestly, I think it was probably the most impressive performance of the weekend. Uh, 2-0 away at Goodison Park. Unexpected. Um, this is a team that's been defending really well, but struggling to score goals. So all the pundits and the even the odds and the betting um, websites were all in favor of an Everton win. Um, but Fulham were excellent. They dominated the game. They more than deserved their win. Um, they deserved their clean sheet as well. Josh Madra, 
Nigeria Josh Madger, one cap Josh Madger, Sunderland Sly Dice Star Josh Madger scored a brace on his full Premier League debut. How amazing is that? Like, and everywhere, I just you just hear Madger everywhere. It was amazing to see, and he was brilliant. Um, his first goal was actually assisted by Ola Aino. So shout out to Ola Aino. He was excellent in the game and also kept the clean sheet in his position. Ademola Lukman was also involved in the first goal. Um, so it was really like the goal made in Nigeria for real. Um, Tosia Darabai also started the game and kept the clean sheet in this game against Everton. So all in all, it was an excellent performance from Fulham. They followed this up on Wednesday night with a 1-1 draw away to Burnley. Um, interestingly enough, Ola Aino scored the goal again for Fulham. So he's got a goal and an assist in his last two games, which is incredible. Um, and he definitely has to start for Nigeria in the AFCON qualifiers, as far as I'm concerned. Um, next up for Fulham, um, they've got a nice relegation scrap fight against Sheffield United on Saturday evening at home. Um, so I would expect Magic to be back on the goals. Um, and I know to start the game. To be fair, I'll expect all four of them to start the game and Fulham to try and build on their performances. They now sit six points off safety, um, um, six points behind Newcastle. Um, so it's going to be a tough one for them to survive, but they're showing signs of recovery, especially because they have a good defense. And if Magic could continue banging in the goals, huh, I mean, I might put a cheeky five fiver on that for Fulham to stay in the Premier League. And then speaking finally in terms of our Premier League contingent, we got Semi Ajayi at West Bromwich, who are 19th in the league at the moment. They actually gained a credible 1-1 draw against Manchester United at the Hawthorns on Sunday. Um, Semi Ajayi was impressive. And in all honesty, West Brom should have won this game, you know. Uh, I think the Senegalese striker, Diane, he was really, really good. But he could have got a hat-trick, even though he just scored one. He bullied the shit out of Lindelof for the first goal. Um, before Bruno Fernandes scored an excellent goal. Um, West Brom, it's hard for me to see them surviving, to be fair, but I like to think Semi Ajayi has done enough that no matter what, he'll be on his way anyway, and he'll remain in the Premier League. However, next up for West Brom, they've got quite a difficult tie against Burnley. They're away against Burnley on, I believe that is on Sunday. So that should be an interesting one. So all in all, like, a very, very solid week for the Super Eagles. Compared to the last week, I mean, I was scrambling a little bit for good performances, but um, it's safe to say they came back with the bang. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll be able to see them push on and just crack on more with that one. And then in terms of the Super Eagles getting their names to ring bells around the footballing world, I was listening to one of my um, interesting podcasts I like listening to um, called The Totally Football Show. And one of the journalists from The Athletic, Karl Anka, was talking about the performances of the Nigerian players in the Premier League. And he was saying how uh, it pains him to say that the Super Eagles are going to be good in the 2022 World Cup. Um, so that gave me a chuckle. And he said it pained him simply because he's Ghanaian. Uh, so you could get the joke in that one. Um, but I thought that just nicely summed up how well our boys performed in the Premier League um, over the past game week. Um, so... All in all, to be honest, I just hope they they um, continue to um, build on their performances. Um, in terms of other games that did not involve our Premier League players, Palace were in action against Burnley. They lost 3-0 at home. I mean, without Zaha, those lot are just absolutely terrible. Um, when you lose 3-0 to Burnley, you're getting Burnley to score three goals against you. Um, that is just never a good sign. Um, Matt Lowton scored a great goal in that one. Jay Rodriguez scored a good goal in that one. 
Um, and also, Gunmanson was in the goals as well, again. Man City continued to march on over the weekend. They beat Spurs 3-0. Gundogan scored a brace. I mean, he is probably in the best form of his career ever. Rodri scored a penalty in that one. It was by no means a great penalty. And um, Pep Guardiola joked after the game that um, they really have a problem with their penalty takers. So don't be surprised if you see Edison taking a penalty anytime soon. And as I mentioned with um, Martinez earlier, Brighton and Aston Villa drew 0-0 over the weekend. Um, on Sunday, Southampton lost 2-1 at home to Wolverhampton. Pedro Neto scored a great winning goal in that one um, after Ruben Neves equalised with a penalty following Danny Ings scoring a superb opening goal. Arsenal, my club, were in action against Leeds. And finally, we had a comfortable win. Um, we beat Leeds 4-2. Aubameyang scored a hat-trick. And then Bellerin scored an awesome goal. It was so good that, honestly, I had endorphins. When I was celebrating the goal with my mate over the weekend, I almost broke my arm just from celebrating the goal, which was nice to just remember that adrenaline rush you get when your team score a wonderful goal. Um, although they almost made it nervy with conceding two sloppy goals toward the end. Well, the first goal was no sloppy. It was a great header from... Um, one of the lead centre-backs. And then on Monday, West Ham brushed aside Sheffield United 3-0. Um, they are flying in the league this season, to be honest. David Moyes has literally got the source this year. Um, Declan Rice scored a pen in that one, and then Diop and Ryan Fredericks got in on the goals. And Chelsea beat Newcastle 2-0 with Olivier Giroud and Timo Werner getting in on the goals. Wednesday saw the outstanding fixtures in the league, which I've already spoken about. Um, the 1-1 fixture between Burnley and Fulham, which Olaino scored the winning goal. I mean, the opening goal in that one. And then City won 3-1 away at Everton. Alex will be started the game. So hopefully we'll see them continue to build on that one. And then in terms of fixtures from the Premier League this weekend, we've got Wolverhampton against Leeds is the early Friday night kickoff. So that'll be 9pm in Nigeria, 8pm in the UK. Um, and then on Saturday, the early lunchtime kickoff is Southampton versus Chelsea. That should be an interesting game, to be honest, because Southampton have been in shocking form. But when you consider how unpredictable they could be, you could see them getting something from this game against Chelsea. And then at 3 p.m., we've got Burley versus West Brom. Um, hopefully, Semi Ajayi could um, get another clean sheet there or at least get a good performance. Um, it's likely Burnley will score but you just never know um the eight um the 6 30 p.m kickoff is liverpool versus everton um so 5 30 p.m kickoff in the uk and then 8 p.m we've got fulham and the niger boys up against sheffield united so that should be a good one for us and then on sunday the early kickoff sees west ham against tottenham in the london in one of the london derbies that should be interesting because I'll put my money on West Ham to win this one, but you just never know. And then Aston Villa against Leicester. That should be a cracking game, to be fair. That's a 2 um, p.m. kickoff. And then Arsenal-Man City is the big weekend fixture this weekend. Uh, I'm not confident, to say the least. I mean, considering our recent form against Man City, but you just never know with these ones. I'm hoping that we can find some inspiration from somewhere and finally be the team that takes points off Manchester City this year. And then Manchester United round up the weekend fixtures against Newcastle at Old Trafford before Brighton play Crystal Palace in the Monday night fixture at 8pm. And then there is one rescheduled fixture from earlier in the season, which is Leeds United versus Southampton at Ellen Road. 
So that's it in terms of Premier League fixtures. And in terms of the standings, the current top four stands, Manchester City lead the way with 56 points after 24 games. Um, they're running away with it. So they are 10 points ahead of Manchester United, who are second with 46 points. Manchester United are only second on goal difference over Leicester City, who also have 46 points, but have 16 plus 16 in the goal difference column. Chelsea also have plus 16 in terms of their goal difference, but are four points adrift in fourth place. Um, West Ham are flying, as I mentioned earlier. So they're in fifth place, um, literally behind Chelsea on goal difference, which is on plus nine. And then Liverpool, <laughs> our champions, are currently sixth with 40 points after 24 games. And Everton are in seventh with seven points after 23 games and then running off the top 10 we've got aston villa tottenham and arsenal with 36 points um tottenham also have 36 points and arsenal have 34 points respectively and then in terms of the of the relegation zone fulham um, are currently nine um, in 18th position with 19 points um trailing six points behind newcastle who are just above the relegation zone with 25 points so far and then West Bromwich and Sheffield United have honestly they've been shocking. They round off the Premier League bottom two with 13 and 11 points respectively after 24 games. So that's it in terms of the Premier League fixtures. Moving swiftly on to Syria and Super Eagle star striker Victor Sime. He was last in action over the weekend against Juventus in the big one um, for his club side Napoli. Um, they actually managed to beat Juventus 1-0. Um, courtesy of a penalty, although Juventus were the better side, it has to be said in that one, um, but who cares? Uh, and what that means is they're now just two points behind Juve and 10 points off the top. Um, with the amount of games to be played in Serie A, it's safe to say that Napoli is still in the title contention, or at least definitely in the race for the top four for the Champions League spots. Um, following on from that game, he was in action earlier tonight in the Europa League as well. Um, Napoli were away to Granada, who play in Spanish La Liga, as you know. Um, however, Napoli were not great. They lost the game 2-0. Um, Osimhen started the game and played all 90 minutes. Um, he had two shots from what I saw. I didn't watch the game because I was watching my team, Arsenal. Um, but it's not looking good for Napoli, at least in Europa League. Um, they didn't get any away goals. You lose 2-0. If Canada go away and score one, um, it's safe to say that that tie is pretty much dead and gone. Um, what that means, though, is Osimhen's march, or rather, Osimhen's search for his first goal since coming back from his injury continues. Um, I'm hoping he could break that um, this weekend. Um, the next game for his team is on Sunday in the big game against Atalanta, who are also one of the teams chasing for the, I mean, pushing for the Champions League places. So hopefully he gets to start this game and can finally um, get himself um, some goals because um, I was watching a great interview he did with Eagles Tracker from last year um, during the lockdown. And, you know, he's a striker. You could just tell how much he lives for goals and how how much he cares about his craft and his passion and, and how dedicated he is to his um, craft. So I just wanted to get that goal just to get his confidence back. And I think he'll start firing again. So um, we wish Osimhen all the best. And then speaking of um, Serie A as well, we've got Simino Arco Cotone. Um, they are still behaving like a team that's last. They lost 2-1 at home to Sassuolo, 
Um, so they've they're rooted firmly to the bottom. Um, Simi didn't even start this game, so he came on for the final 17 minutes. And one thing I noticed when I was trying to look at the stats for this game, though, is Cotone have signed a player called Adamunas from Napoli. Um, so they signed him on loan, and he started the game up up top. Um, um, and Cotone played with two strikers, and it looks like Simi has lost his place in recent games. And the irony of that is Adamunas was allowed to leave on loan because Napoli did not have a place for him. And that is because of who? <laughs> wink, wink. Osibe. So it's quite an interesting one I just realized um, earlier today. Um, we'll see if he gets to reclaim his place in the side. Next up for um, Simino Akko and Cotone. Um, they're up against the mighty Juve on Monday night. So safe to say they're going to just take that L. But we'll see if he gets some minutes and can get himself a goal. And then just to touch on La Liga quickly, um, our main star boy over there is Samuel Chikweze. He's been injured with, um, he had surgery a few weeks ago. And surprisingly, though, in great news, um, he was back to full training earlier this week for his club side. Um, so today is officially the 18th of February, just in term, just in case anyone's, just so anyone could put a pointer to the time of this podcast for whenever you're listening to this. Um, but the good news is he's back in training and he was actually named on the bench for Villarreal's um, Europa League tie earlier today. Um, so they were in action away to Salzburg um, and won 2-0. So that was quite an impressive victory, you have to say, for Unai Emery and the submarines. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Samuel Chikweze could get on the pitch over the weekend, though. Um, next up for Villarreal is Sunday away to Atletico Bilbao. Um, I mean, Atletico Bilbao. Why did I say Atletico Bilbao? Forgive me on that one. But yeah, great news, especially with the um, AFCON qualifiers coming up in um, just about a month. Um, and I expect the national team squad list to be released probably in the next week. Um, so you want your best players to be fit and firing before then. And then moving on to League One and probably my favorite Super Eagle or soon-to-be Super Eagle player at the moment, Terran Mofi. Oh my God, he is the top Super Eagles bagsman in the entire top five European leagues. Um, at the moment, Teremofi cannot stop scoring, guys. He is unbelievable. I love him so much. He's making me watch Lorient literally with my BT Sports subscription. Like, he now has eight League One goals in 19 appearances, and he scored eight goals in total in his last nine appearances in all competitions. That is what you call somebody who's on fire, my guys. He is on fire. Like, honestly, I just hope he continues to tear it up. And last up for him over the weekend, he played Monaco and he scored a brace. So yet again, another brace. And this was away at um, the Principality. Um, and when you play the big teams in any league, that just gives you more attention. Um, as far as I'm aware, League One put in an article about him yesterday um, on their website. And he's also the top goal scorer in League One for 2021 alongside with Sam Benyeda. Um, with, I think, out of his eight goals, I think he scored six or seven of those this year alone. So it's just brilliant. It's just amazing to see. Um, and I hope he could just continue his form. Next up for him, he's up against Lille. So they're currently top of League One. So um, that would be amazing if he could just keep up his form. Um, he's also Laurier on the home side as well. So home comforts, you know, you hope that could lead to more goals. So we wish Mofi um, a hell of a good time and I'm not even going to hope anymore. He's definitely going to be called up for the Super Eagle squad. Shout out to you, Muffy, man. Um, we love you. And then speaking of players resurrecting their career slightly, Moses Simon 
Ooh, surprise, surprise of the weekend. I thought they were doomed for relegation, his club side nods, but they actually won a football match. I believe it was their first win in 16 games in a 3-1 win away um, on Sunday against Angers. So Angers are actually one of those teams who perform well above their resources. Think of them as like, I don't know, maybe just because I can't think of too many right now. Sheffield United last season. So Angers are currently 10th in League One. And um, Moses Simon actually scored the opening goal in the fourth minute of that game. Um, and he played a total of 60 minutes before being um, taken off. Next up for him on Saturday, uh, his club side are up against Marseille. So we wish him well and hopefully he can continue his um, good form because um, he needed it. Because his team are also um, locked in a relegation battle, ironically, against Terra Mofi's L'Oreal. Um, but I just want the Nigerian players to do well. But regardless of what happens with them, Mofi's going to be in that division, if not somewhere else come the summer. And then finally in League One, we've got um, Samo Kalu. Samo Kalu and his club side FC Bordeaux are currently in 11th place. Over the weekend, they were up against Marseille uh, in a 0-0 draw. Oh, that was so boring, man. Um, they had, Marseille actually had two red cards, and Bordeaux still couldn't get a goal, um, which is a shame. Um, Samuel Kalu did not start this game. He came on for the final six minutes of this one, and his club side are next in action on Sunday, away to Nîmes. And then moving swiftly on to the Bundesliga. Taiwo Woni and his club side Union Berlin were in action over the weekend on Saturday in a 0-0 draw at home to bottom of the table Schalke. Um, on the last podcast, I was hoping um, before this time that he'll be able to get himself a goal or two, um, but it looks like that was not the case clearly um, as Union Berlin just looked blunt in attack right now. Next up for him, though, they're away to Freiburg on Saturday. That's going to be a tough one because Freiburg, one of those teams who do really, really well in the Bundesliga and always tend to perform really well at home. Um, so that'll be a tough one, but we wish Taiwo a great time. Kevin Akbogma and his club side, Hoffenheim, um, he's, he continues to be injured. He's still recovering from his injury. Um, but just to give you an update on how Hoffenheim are performing, over the weekend, they drew 2-2 away against Borussia Dortmund. Um, and earlier tonight in the Europa League, let me check that one. They were in action against Molda. And drew 3-3. So, yeah, that was quite an exciting fixture for everyone there. And then last but not the least, we've got three Super Eagles players at FC Cologne. Emmanuel Dennis, Tolua Rokodare, and Kingsley Hazelboy. Um, they were in action in a 2-0 loss away to Antrag Frankfurt on Sunday. Um, you remember Antrag Frankfurt is the beloved club of JJ Okocha, where he started his career um, in terms of the big leagues in Europe. Um Emmanuel Dennis played 72 minutes in this one before being replaced by Tolua Rokodare, interestingly. Um, Kingsley Ehezeboy did not come off the bench in this game at all. Why did I say at all? Like, that matters. He didn't come off the bench. Next up for them on Saturday, they're home against Stuttgart. Stuttgart, since getting promoted, um, have been one of the surprise packages of the Bundesliga this year. I mean, they've always had a great scouts network, and they had. Um, they now have former Arsenal um, director, what's his name, Severn Mislintat, um, as their sporting director. So he's doing some really good things over there. Um, so that'll be an interesting tie. And hopefully, Emmanuel Dennis can finally score his first goal in the Bundesliga. And that's it for the top five leagues. Moving swiftly on to the Primera Liga and Zedu Sarusia FC Porto. Um, so over the weekend, he played the second half 
in their 2-2 draw away to FC Boavista. Um, they were actually 2-0 down at halftime when he came on the pitch. And if not for a penal- penalty miss by their captain, Oliveira, Sergio Oliveira, they would have won game 3-2. So wink, wink. <laughs> we can say Sadusi definitely made a big um, impact on that one. Um, and then on Wednesday night, so today's Thursday. So yesterday night, he was in action in a great 2-1 win for FC Porto against Juventus. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was surprised because I know FC Porto always do really well in the Champions League and at home especially. If you look at their group stage form, apart from their first game where they lost against Man City, they had been exceptional. Um, so I knew they, I didn't think they would lose. I, I, I actually bet on this game and I put a draw, but I was surprised that they won so convincingly because Juventus, if not for Federico Cuesa scoring, pulling one back, to be honest, this could have been three or four. Um, and the goals for Porto is scored by Taremi and Morega. Zedu Sanisi started this game and he was actually involved in the, one of the more interesting incidents in this game. In the last minute of the game, Ronaldo tried to claim that he got fouled and wanted a penalty and wanted VAR to check the penalty. And guess who fouled him or allegedly fouled him? Sanusi. And I like the balls on Sanusi. You should have seen the clip. He, he then goes to Ronaldo and like goads him and claps in his face. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man. Well, stand up. Doesn't matter if it's Ronaldo. It's still the op, and you need to win the game. Um, so we'll see if Porto are able to to sustain that one. It's looking a bit shaky for Juventus. I mean, when you consider the fact that last season they went out to Lyon, and the year before they lost out to Ajax, and ever since Ronaldo signed for them, it's literally been Ronaldo a bust in the Champions League. Um, Chiesa's goal last night was the first time anyone not named Ronaldo had scored a goal in the knockout stages for Juventus since Ronaldo signed for them. So that just tells you all you need to know about Juventus at the moment. Um, So I'm hoping Porto could ride that wave. Um, They've got three weeks until the return leg. Um, And next up for Sanusi, uh, he's in action on Monday night against Maritimo um, for FC Porto. So considering his team won the game with him coming back on the pitch and over the weekend, he was able to also... Um, make a valiant, a very good contribution for his team securing the draw. I'll expect him to start the game against Maritimo. And then we have Chido Zeawaziem, who um, plays for FC Boavista, um, who were in action against Porto and Sanusi, um, as I just mentioned earlier. But interestingly enough, he's on loan from FC Porto at Boavista. So he was ineligible to play this game. Um, although you like to think that considering how poorly Boavista are performing in the league, a 2-2 draw against FC Porto is definitely going to be a confidence booster for them. And next up for them on Friday night, they're at home against Morirense. Um, So hopefully we could... We'll see if Awaziem gets back into the lineup after being ineligible for that game. And Mikelagu at um, Vitoria Gumaresh continues to be injured. Um, it's, it's, a, it's looking peak for him, to be honest. He's always injured all the time. Um, and obviously that does not help his prospects for the Super Eagles. And then speaking of a Super Eagle who I haven't mentioned a lot, um, I haven't mentioned frequently in recent times because his club side have been on a winter break, Chidera Juke. Chidera Juke plays for CSK Moscow in the Russian League, and they are finally back in action this weekend after their winter break um, in the Russian Cup round of 16 at home to a club called SKA Khabarovsk. Forgive my pronunciation in case anyone Russian listens to this. Um, but it's good to see Chidera Juke back in competitive action. Um, it's safe to say his move to CSK Moscow has not gone greatly so far. But, you know, new year, 
new opportunities. Hopefully he's able, I mean, hopefully he's able to just smooth that out and um, press on um, over in 2021 because he really needs that for his career. Um, we don't want him to stand still after coming from Harrenvan. And if he could get himself in good form, that that's a good thing for the Super Eagles because we need his quality and his options. Although I'm not necessarily sure. I mean, it hasn't gone well so far. Let's just see how it goes. So I'll keep you posted on this one, guys. And then moving on to the Dutch Eredivisie, um, probably top three, four best forming Super Eagles of the season in terms of their club form this season. Um, Tyrone Ebuehi. Tyrone Ebuehi has been excellent. His last game for his club side, FC 20, was another clean sheet and a massive 2-0 away win away um, versus Vitesse. So Vitesse are one of the teams that are flying high in the Dutch Eredivisie this season. They're currently fourth. And before that game against Tyrone Ebuehi's FC 20, they were in third position. Um, so Tyrone Ebuehi played all the minutes as usual and go another clean sheet um, to tuck into his bow. And next up for him on Saturday, his team are home to Willem Vi. Um, Vi, I think, just means two in Dutch. Um, but I believe that's how it's pronounced. So continue to do your thing, Ibuehi, and we should see him get called up for the Eagles um, when the list gets released. And then talking about Super Eagles number one, Maruka Okoye. Um, it was interesting, um, not interesting, but good to hear um, Grenot Raw um, come out in the press earlier this week to confirm that um, Maruka Okoye is his number one goalkeeper as he should be considering the options we have and the fact that he's actually playing in a top 10 league, as I always mention. If you look at the coefficients, the Dutch Eredivisie is in the top six or seven, I believe. So, no, I believe, I'm sure they are. So that can only bode well for the national team. And until we have options like Bono at Sevilla, who's the number one for Morocco, or Eduard Mendy at Chelsea, who's the number one goalkeeper for Senegal, um, we we should be very grateful for Maduka. And he's young enough that, he has his whole career in front of him. Um, but anyway, in terms of performances, um, he didn't have his best game over the weekend in a 2-1 home loss against Fortuna um, for his club side, Sparta Rotterdam. However, next up for him, I'm hoping he can seize the moment kind of like how Terrell Mofi continues to do in League One. Um, Sparta Rotterdam are away against Ajax Amsterdam. Um, in, um, so he'll be, in the Am he'll be playing in Amsterdam Arena against the best side in the whole division. So you like to think everyone in the Netherlands will be watching this game. And the one time I went to Amsterdam, I um I saw them, I watched Ajax play against FC Schalke in the Europa League semi-final, the year when Manchester United beat them in the final of the Europa League. And honestly, those people are football crazy. But imagine if everybody in one city supported one club. Imagine if everybody in London supported just Arsenal. No Chelsea, no West Ham, no Tottenham, none of that. That's how football mad they are. So hopefully, if Maduka can show out and, you know, at least get some impressive saves there, that can only do a world of good for his reputation. So, right on, Maduka, we wish you all the best in that game. And then moving on to one of the leagues that loves Nigerians, the Turkish League, starting with um, Galatasaray and their contingent of uh, Henry Oyekuru and Etebo. They were last in action in a 2-1 win at home it was their sixth straight league win actually um so they're now top of the league solely in the turkish league they were in action against kashim pasa um, Oyekuru came on in this game in the 71st minute to win the penalty um to that his team his teammate duty converted to go two one up and etebo started this whole game in as a dm um i looked at their formation so that was interesting to see and it's good to see etebo starting games next up for them on saturday they're away to alanya spur 
So let's see if they could keep um, their lead at the top of the division. Um, and then speaking of Fenerbahce, we've got Bright Osai Samuel. Um, just one thing on Fenerbahce. I never realized how much of a legend Okocha was for Fenerbahce until Ozil signed for them. And then over the last week, I've done so much research on his career at Fenerbahce. You know, Okocha scored almost like a goal every two games for Fenerbahce. And that was his statistically best period of his career. So now it makes sense why he has a Turkish passport and why they love him in Turkey. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. So shout out Fenerbahce, man, for loving the Super Eagles and our legend. But yeah, Brasai Samuel at Fenerbahce, he continues to play games. He was last in action in their 2-1 away win on Saturday, away to Fatih Karagumruk. He played 71 minutes. Next up for them, um, they're up against Gutsepe, um, who are one of the teams that played another Super Eagle, Azubike Okechiku, I'm coming on to next. Um, and that game for Bright Osai Samo is this Sunday and Fenerbahce at the home team. So moving on to Azubike Okechiku for Istanbul, Basakshia. His team continues to struggle, man. They lost 2-1 away to Gotsepe, who are going to play Fenerbahce next. So they remain 18th in 22 league division. Um, so that's not a good sign, to be honest with you. Um, it's not looking good. However, Azubike continues to play games and start. Um, he plays the entire minutes basically for Istanbul Basakşehir at the moment. Next up for him, though, Friday night he's up against Trabzonspor, who have another Nigerian, Anthony Nwakeme. Um, Istanbul Basakşehir, the home team, scary times for Istanbul, but you like to think with their professionals now that they don't have the distraction of the Champions League anymore, that they're able to sort themselves out and get out of the funk that they're currently in. Um, one thing to mention on these guys, though, um, I just want to mention on Trabzonspor, Nwakeme. I know I could mention him more often, but just because of his age profile, I know he's already 32 and he's got two cats for the Super Eagles. I don't really think there's any chance of him being caught up for the national team, so I try not to really bother about him. I know you could argue the same for Mikel, but Mikel is probably one of, if not, he's, he's top five great Super Eagle players ever. So, you know, we have to show him that respect at the very least. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Just wanted to clarify on the Turkish League boys. And then moving on to the Belgian League, Paul Onuachu continues to top score in the league. He continues to just bag, man. I mean, it helps that he's at, um, his club side, Genk's designated penalty um, taker. They were lost in action on Wednesday night in a 3-1 loss against a team called KV Ustand. KV Ustand are actually in fourth position, so they're probably one of the um, high flyers in this season's Belgian League. And Genk remain in third position. Um, I mean, in leagues like the Jupiler League, if you're not first, it's not really a great sign, to be honest. But if you're top scorer like Onuachu, I mean, we'll take that any day. And that is obviously a good sign for the Super Eagles, who have to find a way to play to his strengths whenever he comes on. Cyril Dezers, who also plays for Genk, came on for the final 25 minutes of that one. Um, and next up for Onuachu and Co. Sunday at home against Bershut or Bershut. So we'll see how they get on in that one. And then Anderlecht have got the Nigerian Paul Mukairo. So he was last in action for them in their nil-nil draw on Sunday night away to Sekla Bruges, who have a Nigerian who I've mentioned about, Ike Ugbo, previously. That was a nil-nil draw. Paul Mukairo came on for the second half in that one. And next up for his team, Anderlecht, is a Sunday fixture at home to KV Kotrijic. So Mukairo and Anderlecht, who are managed by Vissan Company, um, are actually fourth. So hopefully they could 
I think uh, actually Club Bruges are the are the team in first in first in first place. So I'm hoping they could push Club Bruges as much as possible because I don't like all these third or fourth positions in the Belgian league. But I guess when you compare it to some other leagues, it's still very favourable. And then moving on to the Scottish Premiership and my star boy Joe Aribo. I'm telling you guys, Joe Aribo is easily one of the most important players for the Super Eagles going forward. Everybody's going to speak about Aribo all the time for Nigeria. And since the last podcast over the weekend, um, they just won their game 1-0 when I recorded that. And he was in action earlier tonight for Rangers in their Europa League round of 32 tie away against Royal Antwerp. Now, this game was definitely the game of the round, guys. It finished 4-3 to Rangers in the first leg. They've got four away goals. I know, right? That's crazy. But the good thing about this is Jaribo scored the opening goal. Um, it was actually from outside the box. I don't know what the hell the Royal Antwerp goalkeeper was thinking. Um, but the ball fell to Aribo's lap outside the box and he just caressed it into the bottom, into the net. 1-0, happy days. Jaribo, he just makes me happy, man. And I wish you all the best, my brother. Continue shining and we're, we can't wait to have you back in the Eagles doing your thing. Um, so yeah, Jaribo is one of the more impressive performers. And there's something about him and the big stage that he loves. In Europa League games, he always comes alive. I don't know if it's the additional bright lights. You know, he also helped with the goal they scored in the Old Firm Derby in their 1-0 win earlier this year. Um, so all around, man, Aribo's just that guy. Leon Balugo also came on in this game, by the way. He didn't start, but he came on to help with um, the win. They were actually down um, when I initially checked the score. I know they were 3-2 down. I'm not sure at what point but um, Balugo came on, but he clearly helped because they ended up winning the game. So we'll see what happens with them. In the league, they remain 15 points ahead of Celtic. Um, Celtic no longer have any games in hand, um, but you would like to think with, 15, with the 15-point lead, they'll still breeze it. Next up for them on Sunday, they're at home to Dundee. Yeah, and then moving on to the championship in England, we've got Super Eagles vice-captain William Chust Ekong. His club side were in action on Tuesday night in a 1-0 away win versus Preston. Watford remain fourth in the league. Um, next game for them, uh, Friday night, they're in action against Wayne Rooney's Derby County. So in case anybody doesn't know, Wayne Rooney, England Manchester United legend, is Derby County's current manager. Um, so Watford will be the home team in that one. Hopefully, Ekon could show um, Derby and Rooney a thing or two about how to defend. That means the Watford have now kept clean sheets in, I think, their last three games. And they've won, I think, six of their last six, seven or eight. Um, don't quote me on that one. Um, but they've been winning anyway recently. And they definitely won their last two. And have definitely kept clean sheets in their last two. And then moving on to OVA Jaria at Reading. He was last in action on Tuesday as well in a 2-0 win away to Bristol City. Ajaria played 86 minutes in this one. Um, next up for him is Saturday tie at home to Middlesbrough. Um, they've got a player of Nigerian descent there as well, Chuba Akbom, actually. Although I don't think he'll ever be good enough to play for the Super Eagles. And just for the throwbacks, for times when maybe we didn't have as much quality in the Eagles, Reading actually have a, super, a senior statesman who had who made a few appearances for the Super Eagles, Sonny Aluko. I'm sure you remember him. He's in his 30s now. Um, but he actually plays a Reading too. So I just wanted to mention that one in case anyone didn't know. 
And then speaking about Johnny B. Mikel, former Spiegel's captain, he was last in action on Tuesday in a 1-0 home win for Stoke City versus Sheffield United. It was their first win in eight or nine games. Uh, Mikel Obi did not start this game. He actually came on to see out this game. He was he was one of the subs brought on in the 90th minute when they're trying to like just waste some time. Um, but to be fair, he'd been playing so many games before that game. So probably just a case of getting him Look, you can't rush Mikel at 33, 34. He can't be playing every single minute of every single game as DM in the championship. That game, that league is high octane, non-stop. Yeah, but that's it on the championship. And then just to round up on the last few leagues with Super Eagles players who ordinarily I would never cover these leagues in, with all due respect, but they're either very good players or their club sides are the dominating teams in them or they are options that we need for the Super Eagles because of the positions they play. Starting with Denmark and Frank Onyeka, uh, FC Midtjylland. They are the, probably the best team in Denmark. Hughes in Champions League earlier this season, although they were a bit rubbish. He was last in action on Sunday in a 1-0 win for them. And next up for them on Friday night, uh, they've got an away game against a team called Alberg. Um, at the moment, they're also one point off first place, so we'll see if they could take um, first play, top spot back. Um, in that league. And then in the Czech league, we've got Peter Alayinka, who plays for Slavia Prague. He's probably too good for that league. Uh, he currently plays in the Europa League as well. He was last in action tonight as well in the Europa League, as I just mentioned. Uh, he was in action against Wilfred Ndidi and Kelechi Inacho's Leicester City in a nil-nil game. He played the match. He always plays the game for these guys. Um, in, the, in terms of the league, though, on Sunday, they're up against a club called Teplis. Um, So we wish Olaika all the best. He continues to do his thing. And I like the branding stuff he does with Eagles Tracker as well. That's really smart. And then, shout out Eagles Tracker, speaking of him. I found out that we have a Nigerian player who plays in the Croatian League for um, the champions, Dynamo Zagreb. Um, his name is Iyai Belief Atiemwen. I mean, that name is so peak Nige, and I love it so much. Iyayi, Believe. Believe is his middle name. Shout out to you, Iyayi, man. I believe your ministry. But he was in action in the Europa League as well, which is how I found out about him earlier today. Um, in a 3-2 win for Dynamo Zagreb. Um, so they were in action against Krasnodar, who were in the Champions League earlier this season before dropping down to Europa League. Dynamo Zagreb actually beat them 3-2 away. Um, and Iyai scored the third goal, so the, the winning goal. So shout out to you, Iyai, man. I believe you're a ministry, and I'll, I'll continue to keep an eye, um, keep tabs on your development um, as you go on. I looked more into his develop, into his current gameplay, and he's a right winger who comes off the bench more often than not in recent times, to be fair. But he starts quite a few games here and there, and I noticed that he scored a goal earlier in February as well, which means that um, he's probably at least growing into form. And there's nothing like scoring in the Europa League knockout stages, at least at this stage of his career for Dynamo Zagreb. So we'll continue to monitor that one and hopefully he continues to do well. And then finally, we've got Francis Zoho for Apuel Nicosia. He was involved in a home game against Nia Salamis. 3-1 home win. And guess what? He actually started the game. So he started back-to-back -back games for them. And next up for them is the big one on Saturday, away to top of the league, Omonia. Just for reference, his club side, Apuel Nicosia, currently sit in seventh place and then two players i usually wouldn't speak of but jamulu collins got a new contract at his club side fc paderborn shout out to him 
They're currently in the second division of the Bundesliga, so we don't really talk about them. And yeah, actually, before mentioning my star boy of the week, just to touch on two other players who I don't usually cover, but I think in the interest of, of this week, it's important for me to cover them. Um, Super Eagle Kenneth Omero. Kenneth Omero plays for FC Leganes. They used to be in La Liga last season, but they got relegated after finishing bottom. So they're currently in the Spanish Segunda, as well as Sadiq Uma, who plays for UD Almeria, who were also in the La, in La Liga a few seasons ago, but they tend to be a Segunda division side. I've tended not to cover the Segunda for obvious reasons, because I don't think the Super Eagles players should be playing in the Segunda. But however, considering Kenneth Romero's history with the Super Eagles and the fact that he's kind of like an elder statesman, um, I just wanted to mention that they were in action against each other last night. Um, shout out Eagles Tracker for this information. Um, Kenneth Romero scored a last minute winner for um, Leganis against Sadi Kumar's Armeria. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to highlight that. Um, although, I mean, with all due respect, you don't see Senegal or Algeria necessarily talking about players in the second division. And I think as a so-called giant of Africa, it's not something I'll willingly do. I also hope we won't have players in the championship to talk about in the future. But I will try to cover Sadiq Omar, considering that he was also the Spanish Segunda Player of the Month for January, I believe. Um, and also, Kenneth Mero won the Nations Cup with our team. He's probably one of the few surviving players alongside Musa in that squad. And then, yeah, so that's it for Super Eagles players for the week. Um, and in terms of my star boy of the week, I want to shout out my boy Mofi, first of all, because, I mean, he is just an absolute star. And I could make him my star boy of the week every week with the amount of goals he's scoring. I mean, the quality of opposition in the league he's playing in, just, Mofi's just the guy. But for this week, my star boy of the week has to be Josh Madra. Imagine the pressure. You're playing for Fulham who can't get a goal to save their lives. They've gone to sign you on the last day of the season. They initially, I mean, the last day of the transfer window. They initially wanted to sign Josh King, who turned them down. So you could see that you were their second option. That shit does not matter. You've also played for Fulham. You've come to their academy. So you've been looking forward to this opportunity to play in Premier League your whole life. You've been involved in the Sunderland Till I Die documentary where the Sunderland people tried to paint you like some money-grabbing person who moved to the French League. Forget all of that. But anyway, you get your debut away at Everton. This is not some easy ride against some easy team at home. Playing for Fulham who can't score a goal to save their lives on your full Premier League debut and you score a brace. Oh, my God. Like, that is just amazing. Everybody was talking about Josh Madra. Every podcast I listened to, both the English ones, the American ones, anything about Europe, everybody was talking about Madra, man. And it's just awesome to see, especially considering the Nigeria connection in terms of all the goals he scored. I mean, in terms of the setup for the goals he scored. So, Josh Madra is my Starboy Eagle of the Week. Shout out to you, Madra. Woo! Yeah, that's a good one. And then moving swiftly on to the Champions League, we've had a lot of European football this week. On Tuesday night, RB Leipzig were in action against Liverpool um, in the Champions League round of 16. Liverpool rolled, I mean, this was a comfortable 2-0 win for Liverpool. Um, Mane and Salah repping for the African continent as usual. Curtis Jones was excellent in this game, by the way. And then Barcelona PSG. I mean, <laughs> Messi did score a penalty. And then it just became the Mbappe show. I mean, this guy is just, he's the hes the guy, man. Mbappe is just the star boy of star boys. He's the Drake. It's like in the music business, you have loads of rappers, loads of rappers people love. I mean, there's, there's enough um, space for stars to be, you know, 
there, there's enough money for people to eat in the music business, but there's only one crown, and that is Drizzy. And I'm telling you, the same way Drake took over from whether it was Lil Wayne or Kanye or Jay-Z, whoever the previous leader was, that is the exact same way Mbappe is taking over the Messi and the Ronaldo crown. This boy is 22 years old. I mean, man, excuse my language. This man is 22 years old. Already already has a World Cup winner's medal um, down his belt. Already has four or five league titles. And already is the third or fourth highest goal scorer in PSG's history. By the time this man is done with football, he'll just be right in his own palette the way he wants to. And he scored a magnificent hat-trick at the Camp Nou. I mean, I just love his swag. I love everything about him, man. I, I, Mbappe, man. Just, Busa, man. Just keep keep doing your thing, Mbappe. And then on Wednesday night, we had the other young upcoming star boy, Erling Haaland of Norway and Borussia Dortmund. He was in action for Dortmund, who had a very, very impressive 3-2 away win against Sevilla. I actually thought Sevilla would win this one considering how good they've been over the last two months and the fact they've been keeping so many clean sheets recently. But Haaland was not to be denied. I mean, he scored exceptional goals. He got a brace in this one to go with Dahoud's fantastic strike in this one. Honestly, guys, check out the highlights in this one. And then, as I already spoke about earlier, Porto and Juventus were in action yesterday night with Sanusi um, in action on that one, which we love to see. So that was it for the Champions League ties. And then just to touch on the um, remaining Europa League fixtures, which did not include Nigerian players, which I've already spoken about. Um, starting off, we saw Dynamo Kiev in action against Club Bruges in the 1-1 draw. Tottenham beat an Austrian side called Wolfsburger 4-1 away. Um, so they are pretty much qualified. Manchester United were in action against Rosas, your dad. They won 4-0. To be honest, Manchester United were excellent in that one. It pays me to say. Bruno Fernandes scored two. Rashford scored one. And Daniel James scored one in that one. AC Milan were in action against Savena um, Verzda. I've forgotten what they called these guys. Red Star Belgrade. Yeah. I don't know why they always give them these double names. But anyway, they were two. It was a 2-2 draw. Um, Red Star Belgrade scored a last-minute um, goal. Um, so, but Milan, you still expect them to qualify from that one. Braga lost 2-0 at home to AS Roma. Um, Young Boys won 4-3 at home to Bayer Leverkusen in what seems to be one hell of a game. I mean, what the hell? Seven goals? That's just nuts. Olympiacos were in action against PSV Eindhoven. They won 4-2 at home. Benfica were in action against my beloved Arsenal. We drew 1-1, although Bamiang missed a shocking Open, literally open goal. So hopefully we could do the job next week in a neutral location. Um, Molder, I already mentioned that one. Molder off and I'm 3-3. Maccabi Tel Aviv lost at home 2-0 to Shakhtar Donetsk. And Ajax with an absolute remontada. 2-1 win away to Lille. Lille went in the lead in the 72nd minute with Timothy Ware. And in the 87th minute, Dusan Tadic scored a penalty. And in the 89th minute, Brian Brobry, he's an Ajax youngster who might leave them in the summer, pops up with an 89th minute winner away from home. So it's safe to say Ajax should qualify from that one. So yeah, I'm looking forward to when this becomes the round of 16 because it will be much easier to report on Europa League fixtures because there won't be that many games, you feel me? But yeah, that's it for all the action in Europe. Um, I've already gone through the Premier League games to come for the week. 
And when I get back, I'll just be finalizing the podcast with any national team news that you should be aware of, as well as honing in on the ones to watch for the weekend, including um, important ties with Super Eagles players. Moving swiftly on to national team news, and in terms of things that I need to give you updates on as the Nigeria Football Weekly, the latest FIFA World Rankings did drop earlier today, and Nigeria did drop by one position from 35th to 36th in the World Rankings. Um, however, the good thing is we're still in the top 50, which is important just in terms of our players being able to get work permits to play in the Premier League, and also in terms of having good qualifications in terms of positioning, in terms of your qualifiers for the World Cup as well as AFCON. Nigeria remains the fourth best team in Africa, according to FIFA, behind Senegal, Tunisia and Algeria. I would say, in my mind, I understand Senegal and Algeria. I'm not so sure about Tunisia, although we didn't play greatly against them in our friendly game when we drew 1-1 last year. Also, we are now on par with Morocco, according to FIFA. So we have to be very, very careful. I think Morocco are literally doing a lot to take over. So hopefully we can rise once we get to actually play some games this year next month. And then the Super Falcons have appointed Randy Waldron. He's an American. He's the new coach of the Super Falcons. I know this because he signed his new contract this week at the Turkish Women's Cup in Turkey. So the Super Falcons are currently out in Turkey for this tournament. I just believe it's a friendly tournament. I'm not sure it has any reflections in terms of rankings. Um, the only reason why I say this is because the Super Falcons were in action earlier today against CSK Moscow, which is a club side. Um, although they did win 1-0, courtesy of a goal by Chiwendu Ihezuo. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Forgive me if I didn't. Um, but it was the Super Falcons' first game in over a year, which is good to see. Um, the reason why they're playing games right now is women's football are currently having their own international window. So um, all their play international players are currently playing fixtures as well. So, yeah, next up for the Super Falcons on Saturday, they're playing Uzbekistan. I have no idea how good Uzbekistan are in terms of women's football, so I'd expect a nice win there for the Super Falcons. And then on Tuesday, they round up the Turkish Women's Cup tournament with the Tigers Equatorial Guinea. Also, I don't know much about Equatorial Guinea, but I like to think that the Super Falcons should handle business when it comes to such teams. And then, just to let you know, former Super Eagles vice captain Ugeni Onazi. I actually double-checked. Onazi is still only 28 years old. He only just turned 28 in December. Would you believe that? So Onazi was part of the Super Eagles side that won the AFCON in 2013. Um, he has signed for one of the alleged... I, 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 I did not double-check whether they're a top side or not, but they must be. One of the top sides in Lithuania. They're called Zagris Vilnius. It's good to see him back playing football professionally. You know, at the end of the day, these people are professionals and they have to feed their family. And we just love seeing positive news. So shout out to him. Also, I got wind of news from AS Roma, who have opened their first academy partnership in Nigeria. So after an initial partnership with the Super Eagles, I mean, the NFF, so to speak, dating back to September 2019, which is more of like a digital partnership in terms of them sending technical know-how and expertise. Um, I mean, technical partnership, not just digital, which was the first. Um, what's now happened is this week, AS Roma have announced they'll be partnering with a Nigerian-based academy in Abuja called Garden City FC. Um, so they'll be focusing on 
boys between the ages of 5 to 17. AS Roma will send coaching staff to Nigeria to provide local personnel with support, knowledge, and technical know-how, which is something that is just great to hear about because a lot of the things that we lament about in African football is just the technical know-how. You have the talent, but they need to be nurtured correctly. You have young boys in English academies who are being trained every single day from when they're like seven. So that just gives you an idea on the importance of having a proper academy and proper technical know-how. And particularly, it's good to share that information worldwide. So it's no coincidence that Gusidink did well with South Korea and took them to fourth place in the World Cup. Or he made Australia go the furthest they've ever done in the World Cup in 2006 by reaching the round of 16 before Totti got that, scored that penalty. Or he took Russia to the semifinals of the Euros in 2008 technical know-how must be shared so it's good to hear about this with roma and what they're doing with the nff and local clubs in nigeria um any other news on that one they also mentioned that they will try to expand the network um, in other places to port harcourt yenagua lagos and benin city so we'll see how that goes um with that one shout out to them and then also just to highlight i was on a clubhouse discussion on monday um it was organized by um, Eagles Tracker NG, um, so IOT of Eagles Tracker um, on Clubhouse. I know he named it Niger Football Weekly, so I think he got some inspiration from um, our podcast name here. Uh, but anyway, uh, this was happening on Monday, and I joined, and it was just a great discussion among a bunch of great people who are either involved in football or not necessarily involved in football, but just care about Nigerian football and pushing the brand forward and making sure that the Super Eagles flourish. And, you know, we're just passionate about Nigerian football and we just want it to be great. So um, there was a great um, football agent who was talking called Mr. Drew Ui. Shout out to him. And he spoke about a special club in Nigeria who are doing great things in terms of their branding and you know just engaging with the right audience through the social media lens and really utilizing the power of social media to connect with um potential fans in nigeria and i went to do some research about them and it was actually true so i wanted to just give a shout out to this club called vandrezas vandrezas fc v-a-n-d-r-e-z-z-e-r-s fc they are currently in the second division of the nigerian um professional league um and i've heard honestly you should go check them out on facebook and twitter they're they're, they're literally running themselves like a professional like european club and it's great to see that club is doing this because i've just i'm just hoping they could transfer some of that know-how and expertise to the super eagles so they could use it on that account and actually understand the power and importance of the brand of the super eagles so yeah shout out to them and then also i mean speaking about the nff and in terms of not getting any form of confidence in, in the NFF, they announced today that they're, they're now working with some company called AJ Consult. This AJ Consult, guys, I looked on LinkedIn. There's no information about them. I, I, I think they're a marketing website agency. They're marketing consultants. But I saw their page, and it looks like it hasn't been updated in five years. And their website just looks like a basic WordPress NFF website, just like the one the NFF have. And then the NFF are announcing that they're entering a partnership to digitalize. <laughs> Look at the announcement. They said NFF partners, UK-based company on digitalization technological solutions. It just sounds like bare waffle, man. I like, I mean, if you look at the NFF website, it's not like it's even a great one. If, you, if, if you're trying to work with a company and you're the NFF, you should ask them, what's your branding like? What's your, 
Where's their LinkedIn page? It's 2021. Why don't they have a good LinkedIn page? <sighs> but anyway, let them not say that we're only agents of or enemies of progress. Let's see what happens with that front. And but I, I just have no confidence. Um, but we'll see what happens on that one. And then in terms of ones to watch, just to wrap up for the weekend, Victor Sima still searching for his next goal, as I mentioned earlier. He's next in action on Sunday, away to Atalanta. Atalanta are probably one of the best footballing sides in Europe. Um, they remind me of Arsenal when we had Cesc Fabregas, but used to finish fourth. Um, he's still waiting for his first goal since his injury, so hopefully Osime can finally get that goal he needs. Also, another game that has to be watched, Terra Mofi in action against Lille on Sunday, 5 p.m. Nigerian time. Another chance to further his reputation in France and Europe in generally. As I mentioned earlier, he's the top goal scorer in League One in 2021. And hopefully he can score against Lille again. Hopefully they can be feeling a little demoralized after losing 2-1 against Ajax with those quick two late goals from Ajax earlier today. And Mofi, man, I just wish him so well. Imagine if you could buy a Mofi jersey off the Super Eagles website with the drip Nike gave us. But anyway, one day we'll get there. And then also the Nigerian Super Eagles players at Fulham, um, they've got a great opportunity to get three points again at home against Sheffield United on Saturday. It's been a superb week for Nigerian fans, as I mentioned, um, and I hope they could kick on. I believe Maja should score. In fact, I might even put money on it for Maja to score. And then Alex Wobi is in action against Liverpool in the Merseyside derby. That's always a big game in the English football calendar. He started the last game against Man City, so I don't know if he'll start or if he'll be on the bench, but this one kicks off at 6.30 p.m. Nigerian time. Samuel Chukweze, in La Liga, playing for Villarreal. Um, as I mentioned, he's back in training and was um, on the bench, named on the bench for Villarreal earlier today. Their next action on Sunday night, 9 p.m. Nigerian time, um, away to Athletic Bilbao, and hopefully Chikwesi could get a game. Nigeria Superegos number one, Maruka Okoye against Ajax away. Also Sunday, this one's 8 p.m. kickoff. We need him to further his reputation, and I hope he continues to do well and flourish. And then also, as I mentioned, Chidika, Chidera Ejuke. Chidera Ejuke is back in action on Sunday. So we need to see him playing games and actually performing. So hopefully this could be the catalyst and he can have a great 2021. So that's it for another episode of the Nigeria Football Weekly, guys. Thanks for sticking with me. As always, I've been your host, Oluoke. You can follow me on Twitter at Guna Twin. At the moment, you can find me on Instagram at Vice Patreon. Basically, I love my music as much as I love my my football. And I always, I used to have a Twitter handle called Guna Twin for ages, which was like my football handle. And then for three years, I kept it as Vice Patron, which is my music handle. But for footballing reasons, I think Guna Twin works better. But I haven't been asked to change Vice Patron on Instagram because I'm still certain. I think people should follow Nigeria Football Weekly first, not me, if that makes sense. So yeah, follow Nigeria Football Weekly on Instagram at Nigeria Football Weekly. Follow us also on Facebook, Nigeria Football Weekly. You can find us there. Also on Twitter, you can find us at NFWPod. That's at N-F-W-P-O-D. I couldn't get another username, but we're on there. We're live. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I got a great message from someone earlier this week just thanking me for um, what I do on the podcast. Honestly, that meant so much to me. We're all just trying to push the culture of Nigerian football and give us the real PR and press that we deserve because the Super Eagles is a big, big deal, man. And Nigeria, I know they carry last as usual. So, you know, 
as always, I have to end the episode with another tune. Um, as I said, I'm hoping that we'll get um, the Nigerian national team list released for our AFCON qualifiers next week. And I'm hoping to have a special guest on to celebrate um, the release of that list. Well, celebrate because it'll be nice to talk about a Super Eagles list, but also just to dissect the list and our thoughts in general to bring it to you. So as always, if you have any questions, please also feel free to email us at nigeriafootballweekly uh, at gmail.com or on any of those social media channels I've mentioned. Um, I've been your host, Oluoke, and my write-out song for this week is by Ron Town, and it's called If He Happened for Lagos, guys. So sit down and enjoy. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,